0: Low key, I just want to add having a sugar daddy into into this. The reason is because it seems bloody lucrative, and I've been hearing stories recently, success stories about this, where you just have to literally have a conversation or talk to someone, and you get paid bank. And you know, each to their own. Like I think this is just as valid as valid of a side hustle idea as any. Welcome to the One Up Project money is fuel that that allows you to do things it doesn't need to be taboo what you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realizing you did something you hated and have regret go and find people who will give you advice for nothing this is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every monday this bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes you think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been, at the end of the day, the most important person is yourself, and if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Kia ora everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. I'm back with an episode for Money Week. It is Money Week this week and the theme for 2022 is Hashtag just wondering, and I was wondering about getting a side hustle. Is I'm moving to Bali in 20 days, yay! I have more coming out about that. And if you have anything you want to know about that whole process, just let me know. But I currently don't have an income, so I left my job last week before I go away. And I do have a plan for what I'm gonna to do to create an income, but for right now, I'm like, oh, I feel that I don't have enough money, I need a bit of an extra cash. So what can I do quickly to get some money? And this is what I kind of want this episode to be about. And quickly is a relative term because some of these ideas aren't just overnight cash. You know, some of them do take work and we'll talk about the ins and outs of what a side hustle is and what it can mean to each person. But yeah, I guess just wanting to talk about side hustles from my perspective because I've definitely been a little bit of a side hustler in the past. This isn't the first time that I've quit my job to do something after, if you've been following me for a long time, you'll know that I left my accounting job at the end of 2020 to basically be unemployed because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And so I spent that unemployment time doing side hustles and just like doing anything I could to get a little bit of cash to survive. And then I ended up getting another job three months in. So yeah, I've had a little bit of experience and want to talk about what worked realistically for me because I think sometimes when you search up side hustles, you get given ideas that might not be relevant to you. But of course, every person is going to be different. So hopefully some of these these ideas might help. I want to firstly talk about what a side hustle actually is because it seems that everyone has different definitions of this. To me, a side hustle is something that you do for the main purpose of making money right like you pick up a side hustle because you need the cash. A lot of people call my podcast a side hustle, and even I used to call it that but honestly it's pretty <laughs> it's a pretty shitty side hustle if that's the case because it's not you know it's not highly lucrative, which means it's not something that's giving me a lot a lot of profit and Actually, I don't take any money from the podcast. Everything I make through sponsorships goes back into it through whatever equipment and subscriptions and things like that. So if I was doing the podcast as a side hustle, I probably would have given up by now only because my sole motivation to do it then would have been the money and and to build a community around something you're passionate about. It takes time, it takes consistency, and it takes a real interest in what you're doing and a real passion for the people you're you're doing it for. And so that's why I guess I want to clarify that today I'm going to be talking about side hustles which are little things you do for the purpose of making money and if you're interested in passion projects like you have something you're interested in and you want to turn that into a business or into a community then maybe I can speak about that in another episode you just let me know if you're interested because I suppose that's what I've done with the podcast in many ways and there definitely is you know money involved in Content creation and being online, that's a real thing. And I don't think there's any shame in that. And there shouldn't be any shame around someone monetizing something they're passionate about. I think it's something I've really struggled with in the past. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Again, let me know if you want me to get into that. So I have seen some negative chat around side hustles because sometimes people get them confused with hobbies, right? And people are like, you don't have to monetize your hobbies. Absolutely not. I think that everyone needs hobbies. Everyone needs to have something that's exclusively for yourself. You know, like photography or surfing or painting, for example. You want to do something or have something in your life that you do solely for yourself. Uh, an example of that for me would have been paddleboarding in the summer. I bought a paddleboard and I used to go out and do that for myself. Like, you know, that was just an activity I did on my own sometimes, and I enjoyed that for what it was for me. It was never anything about, I don't know how I'd really monetize paddleboarding, but you know, there's other things you can do as hobbies that you probably could monetize, but I think it's really, really important that you have hobbies in your life that are just for you, because the mindset around hobby, around side hustles or passion projects when the monetization side of it becomes involved. Your mindset changes, right? Because then suddenly there's this pressure in order to make it work from a monetary point of view. Whereas when you're doing something just for yourself, there's no pressure for it to be anything, for it to go anywhere. You can give up and pick it up at any time you want. And that's the beauty of it because it's just solely for you. So make sure you have hobbies and things that are just for you. And these side hustle things... Uh, for money and the things that you can kind of separate in your life is monetizing and having that kind of not I, I guess somewhat of a money pressure on it because that's why you have it right so I'm a huge fan of side hustles because sometimes an element of getting ahead financially and providing for yourself or the people you care about is increasing your income not all of us can cut expenses cut expenses and just keep cutting them until we've literally putting nothing towards ourselves sometimes we just need to increase our income and often it's actually the better way to do things as well and it can teach you skills and give you resources and provide you with a network and a community that can lead on to other opportunities depending on what you what you pick so it's it's not just the money when it comes to these things it's sort of everything that surrounds it and I'm really excited to talk about it another reason side hustles are great at increasing your income is if you're in a typical corporate ladder structure which I was when I was working in accounting or you work like a minimum wage you do minimum wage shift work for example individual pay rises may not actually be possible like I know in in corporate world accounting you kind of have bands that you go up in and you can't be earning more or less than everyone else in that same band so then you really do have to be looking elsewhere in order to increase your income and if you're not in that position and you are in a position to negotiate pay and that's something you've been wanting to do see last week's episode because I did um, an awesome episode with a recruiter Rosie who uh, helped us to understand how to negotiate for pay rises either when entering a new job or in a in a like in your existing job if you've been there for however long six months few years 20 years whatever we go over that so I think they will be really helpful to those of you that do have that flexibility. I don't need to tell you why you would want to increase your income but A few reasons that I have done in the past is to contribute more to my investing portfolio or to save for a trip. So, And it's kind of like situational, right? So I might not do a side hustle all the time, but I might have a few things that I go back to when I have something coming up, like news is coming up and I'm going away with my friends and I really want to make sure I have enough money in the bank account for that. Or Christmas is coming up, I need to be able to afford to buy presents for everyone. Okay, let's side hustle up until Christmas, you know, whatever the situation is. I think a good side hustle is something you can pick up and put down as suits you. You can do it for as long as you want because it's simply motivated by your desire to earn some dollars, so that's how you stay consistent is when you're motivated to have more money. There are all sorts of different side hustles that you can do, and I think the easiest way to just work out what ones there are, I'm going to tell you some of my favourites, but if these aren't enough, the easiest way to work out different kinds of side hustles is just give it a Google, like literally Google side hustle ideas, so many will come up, but usually they're the classics, right, like the online surveys or market research, so I'm going to give you a few examples of some that I have either used or have heard of really good, because I've fallen into this online survey trap before. I'm like, oh, I'll just do lots of online surveys. And then you do them and you spend like 15 minutes of your time doing them and you get like $2 in return. And it's just, for me, not worth my time. Like I'd just I'd rather send better watch Netflix than spend 20 minutes doing a survey for $2. And I don't want to just go through them and give fake answers and contribute poorly to someone who's trying to actually get real data. So I have used askable before which might be a New Zealand based one I'm not too sure but askable is where you get paid pretty decently for your time to have interviews with companies they can like the opportunities can be few and far between because you have to match like certain criteria in order to be involved in these interviews but you do get paid pretty well like it could be 60 to 70 dollars for half an hour to an hour of your time I know one girl who did this Sam if you're listening I'm talking about you um she did one with zero and you know got paid a decent amount for it and there's lots of other companies that go through our school so it's actually decent in that case and then some others that are kind of tracking ones so that depends how I guess what your security concerns are around privacy online and that kind of thing but there are sites that can sort of track your movements Online, so that companies can use their data in order to indicate what creates a better product for them or a better service. So there's things like HomeScan, Digital Voice, and I say there's a MoneyHub article which talks about these three and the trustworthiness of them, uh, and I'll link that below. But MoneyHub is really good as well. You can just search paid surveys, MoneyHub, and, and the article will come up. But I'll link it below for anyone interested in learning more about the kind of surveys, market research type um type route for a side hustle the next one that i only recently heard about but i just think this is such a good idea is flipping stuff so buying surfboards in the winter and selling them in the summer buying snowboards in the summer and selling them in the winter If you did economics in school, this is simple laws of supply and demand. Of course, in the winter, surfboards are going to be cheaper because less people are surfing. They're clearing out their shit after summer. They don't really need it. So they're like, oh, let's just get rid of it. So things are cheaper because people just want to get rid of things. And then in the summer, more people are surfing, more people are looking for like those activities uh, and will pay a premium on that as a result of kind of needing it now rather than later. I had this situation with I bought a paddleboard in the summer and I noticed that on trade me, they're all reasonably like expensive because I went to buy mine in November. So, you know, that's peak time to be purchasing some kind of summer activity. So I think if you, if you have a bit of cash stored up and you can flip things, then that is a pretty much zero effort way of making money because you don't need to make them any better. Like there's no kind of, um, you know, what's the word when you restore things and resell them for better quality than they were before? And that kind of takes your time and maybe a small amount of money. There's none of that. It's just simply buying and reselling. It's almost like an in person way of doing drop shipping, which takes so drop shipping is a way to make money online where you purchase a amount or a certain quantity of items off a site like Alibaba where they sell items really cheap. Let's just say you're selling like pairs of sunglasses. So you could buy sunglasses off Alibaba and sell them to people through an online store, which is basically just a storefront where you're showing photos of these sunglasses and building a brand around it but just sending them, sending the sunglasses to people directly from Alibaba. So instead of you ordering all the sunglasses to your house and then sending them back out to people from your house with your branded packaging or whatever, this is simply buying directly from Alibaba and sending it straight to the customer. So you're just collecting a fee on the premium you're selling it for in the middle. So you might buy the sunglasses for $2 a pair of Alibaba and then resell them for $15 a pair to each person. So it's kind of like doing that in person where you buy the surfboard off trade me for 50 bucks and then you do bring it to your house though and then resell it in summer for 150 and you're just like clipping the ticket in the middle so there's kind of two ways of doing that and the flipping thing you know you could do with anything you could do with clothes a lot of girls that I've seen will have uh, pre-loved Instagram pages where they will sift through things in thrift stores and then resell them for a premium because they've done the work of going through and finding the cool stuff maybe they've fixed it up a little and then reselling it so you can pick something that might be that you know is going to change value based on either the season or something you do to it so worth having a think about that if that's something you could do the next thing is selling your services I don't want anyone to write this one off straight away, because I know a lot of you will be listening, and when people say, oh yeah, you know, you could do freelance marketing or something, and people say, oh, well, I don't have those skills, so I can't do that. You can you can sell any skill, I think, with the right audience, and networking yourself, and building a per- personal brand. This one is probably going to involve a bit more time, in all honesty, but... It can be quite successful if you enjoy the thing that you do. I've done this and I kind of wish I was smart enough to do this earlier because I think it can bring you more than just cash. This is one that can really bring you more skills, a better network and further opportunities down the track. So a few ways you can start to look at doing this is think about what your friends ask you for advice around. In my friend group, I was always the person that was the best at saving, which I just don't even think I deserve that title. But anyway, I was known as the one that was a bit more smart with money or knew a bit more about money. So that was always what my friends asked me for advice around. Do your friends ask you for advice around setting up their CV correctly or sorting out their budget or organizing a calendar? Are you really organized and planned out or... Good at prioritizing things. It doesn't matter what it is, just find something that your friends look to you for advice around or think you're good at or get you to do for them. Just have a think about anything or have a think about something that you personally believe that you're good at and that with a bit more practice you could turn into a real skill for yourself. So I'll give you, I guess, an example of how that would work. Let's say that. Whenever your friends are looking for a new job, they come to you to update their CV because we know how much of a tedious task that is. So what you can do is on some kind of platform where you can sell your services, it doesn't have to be this by the way, but it can be Fiverr or Upwork where you can create a brand for yourself on there and anyone in the world can basically come to you and ask you to do something for them. or Create your own Instagram for it, so your own little brand around it, or a LinkedIn personal brand. So basically, trying to create a brand around this skill, whether it's on a platform like Fiverr, Upwork, or, or Instagram or LinkedIn, and basically just start posting if it's on Instagram or LinkedIn value around that skill. So tips for having a good CV, or how to get a good job, or anything relevant to that skill, doesn't need to be much, like doesn't need to be anything at all, it can just be little tiny tips, and then just using your service as a CTA to that, like if you don't want to set up your CV, or if you want your CV to succeed, uh, and get you through to any interview, let me know, and I can change it, I can update it for you, and I can have a look at it, or If you need someone to just start your CV for you, let me know. I'm happy to do that and charge, you know, whatever seems reasonable to you uh, and don't undersell yourself either if this is a skill that you think is really valuable. One that I would pay for that I think is kind of cool is organizing someone's calendar. So making it so that certain events are color coded or they making like utilizing all the different features that Apple calendar or the Gmail calendar Google Calendar, God, I sound like a boomer. I don't even know the names of these things. Google Calendar has because I keep seeing these tips and tricks online on TikTok that say, you know, did you know about this feature on your Google Calendar that you can use in order to help you? For example, did you know that Gmail can send you your itinerary for the day from your calendar? Like it can send you an overview of what you've got on from the day. You've just got to set it up in your calendar. That's so cool. I think if someone, if I could pay someone a reasonable reasonable amount for them to set up or organize my calendar properly, I would do it. Or on the other side of this, notion is a big one, like organizing someone's life into notion could be a good one. So if organization is a skill of yours, and I know that these can be niche skills, but often the things that your friends ask you to do or your family asks you to do are real niche skills and not enough people value themselves to monetize these skills, I think if I had... I guess I kind of did this with the money thing, but it wasn't so much about monetizing it for me. It was more about learning and then sharing that learning with other people. But if I think of an example for myself, so there were two I kind of did at the start of last year when I was not really employed, but looking for side hustles. The first one was copywriting and the second one was uh, just social media templates. So I would write blogs for different companies and get paid to write those blogs the network around the one up project helped me with that but you can actually just reach out to companies and say hey I'd be keen to write some blogs for your website you know do you ever pull on freelance writers here's an example of my work you know something like that or the other one being social media templates so people who are just starting off their Instagram for their businesses sometimes hate the creative side of that right like they don't want to this is actually a lot of people they don't want to create Instagram posts and do that whole thing so going on Canva and creating templates for people that they can use and just change the text of each time and that sort of stuff that was something I did for probably like three different people but then I realized I didn't actually enjoy doing that so I stopped doing it but Anything like that, if you feel that you are reasonably good at something, you don't even have to be amazing at it, just reasonably good at something, and you're saving time for someone else, you can monetize it. And again, you want to make sure that it's something that you're happy to monetize. You can also sell your services by creating a course and selling that, and you don't necessarily have to have a personal brand to sell a course. I don't know the website specifically, might be Thinkific or... Other course sites where you can create a course and anyone can buy it. They'll put it on their like homepage or people will search, you know, personal branding course for example. And then yours will pop up somewhere in the search results and some people can buy them. But I haven't looked into that one enough to know how you would sell it properly if you don't have an existing network to sell it to. But I do know it is possible. Uh, If you're into photography, you could sell your prints for example. Also, another great New Zealand based website for women who are looking to freelance and build their personal brand is hire her I've had Priscilla the founder on the podcast and you can check out episode 98 which is called how to monetize your skills and build a personal brand with purpose I literally just remembered this would be perfect for anyone who's looking to get into this kind of thing or or has an idea for what they want to do here definitely check out that episode because we go a little bit more in depth as to how you can actually do that and build that brand So I would challenge you if you're listening to have a think about that and even ask your friends if you're interested and you can't really see that yourself. The next one is Sidekicker. This is an Australian slash New Zealand based app platform where you can pick up little odd jobs local to you and get paid for it really easily. So you're essentially acting as like a little freelancer for under Sidekicker and they hire you out to companies to do jobs. I did this for quite a while actually. I probably did it for six months. And it was really good. Of course you're making minimum wage most of the time. Or usually just above minimum wage. But it's pretty easy to pick up little random shifts. So jobs on Sidekicker include things like giving out testers in the supermarket. You know those people that give out testers of cheese and, or whatever. Someone like that. Working at events in a food truck or a drinks cart. Uh, Yeah, doing some kind of hospo work at at an indoor event. One time I worked for Bunnies. Bunnies? (laughs) Yeah, I worked as a bunny. No, I worked for Bunnings giving out free popcorn to kids And that was a fucking disaster because I burnt myself like so bad. I had to learn how to use this popcorn machine on my own. They just gave you like this sheet of laminated instructions of how to use a popcorn machine. And I had to work it out. I was like, this is so dangerous. I literally, the hot oil burnt my hand so bad. And I remember, you know, those situations where you're in pain, but you don't want anyone to know. And I I remember like all these kids being like, wanting popcorn, and my hand just getting burnt over and over again, I was so, you know, put on a smile, like, here you go, here you go, meanwhile, dying on the inside, and it's so funny to think back, and another one, what was it, there were lots of just funny situations like that, thinking back to it, so there will be some interesting scenarios, it's obviously not the most enjoyable work in the world, but you know what, I actually had a good time, because it was easy, and You know, you were getting paid for just doing real basic shit. And sometimes when you're working with other people, you got to meet some really cool people. I also did tickets for the opening of the, um, the first part of the tunnel of the New Auckland Underground Railway thing. So that was random and working with like a cool group of people there uh, there's lots of little things you can do and I'd definitely go back to that for some quick cash I've actually considered doing it in these final weeks before I move overseas to Bali but at the same time I'm like oh, probably better I eh? get the podcast set up in the way I want in the way I want to but yeah I would recommend psychic I actually really enjoyed it and it's so easy to get set up just go on their website you sign in. Like a little form, you have to go on for a wee interview, but you'll be fine. And there's different types of work. I did that kind of work, but then there's also uh, admin work. There's construction work, so you know, being outdoors and that kind of thing. And probably since COVID, it's changed because I haven't done it since before COVID. So I would have imagined that that would have changed the structure of how they did things potentially. Not sure, but yeah, it's a good one. Low key, I just want to add having a sugar daddy into into this. The reason is because it seems bloody lucrative, and I've been hearing stories recently, success stories about this, where you just have to literally have a conversation, or talk to someone, and you get paid, bank. And you know, each to their own. Like I think this is just as valid, as valid of a side hustle idea as any. Um. So you're most likely, if you're a woman, getting head up in the DMs already about this. I haven't done it because I'm scared of getting scammed <laughs> and I'm not recommending you do this because there's also obviously a risk of getting scammed if you're silly about it but then at the same time not really because you would just make sure that they paid you some kind of test amount maybe to make sure that they would do it in future. But, you know, you don't have to do anything crazy. You just have to talk to these people a lot of the time. And I heard a story recently about someone doing this and it just being a great little extra source of cash for someone. So I wanted to add it in just as a extra, extra for experts, you know. I hope some of these ideas were a little bit different to the usual and helped you think about how you could make some extra income. I wanted to talk about some questions that you should ask yourself before getting a side hustle of any type. The first question is, what is this extra income actually providing to you? You know, why do you want it? I personally think the reason you're doing it is really important because it's going to act as a part of your motivation. And also gives you a direction for when that income comes through. So you're not just earning 80 bucks doing a side kicker shift and then that money coming in and you going out for a night and spending all of that, actually having some direction for where that cash is going is going to make it all the more meaningful and all the more worth it to do it and to keep doing it. The next question I would ask myself is what kind of work is going to be enjoyable for you? Do you want a challenge? Do you want to learn skills or do you just want easy money where you don't really have to think about it? That should indicate which one you choose or which one you go forward with doing If you want to learn skills, build a network and gain some resources, then selling your services, the one where I was talking about what are you good at and monetizing that will be a good option. If you want something that's really easy, then Sidekicker is going to be a good option for you. And then another one, another question that can kind of help with that is how much time are you willing to put towards it? Is this something that you are happy to put a bit of free time towards to just build it up or do you want to get paid for every single second? You're doing it. Is that really important to you? So again, these questions are just going to help work out what thing is going to provide the best experience for you and something that you can put up, uh, pick up, sorry, pick up and put down super easy. If you have any side hustle ideas I've forgotten and that you've done and you've enjoyed, send me a message on Instagram at the One Up Project. I want to hear from you. Or if you do any of these, let me know. Any kind of stories, I'd love to hear it. Otherwise, I will catch you next week on next week's episode. Leave a review and rating. If you are feeling generous, I'd really support it. I'd re- obviously, I'd support it, but I'd really appreciate it as well uh, as I move to make this pod full-time again. So, yeah, I'm looking to put a lot more time into this soon, guys, and you will reap the rewards of that through some quality content, consistent quality content. Thank you so much for your support. If you listen every week, I am beyond appreciative of it. Anyway, I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The 1UP Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The 1UP Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there. Disclaimer time. So. The OneUp project is an educational platform providing information that is general in nature and has no intention of being financial advice. There may be opinions or an individual's experience within this resource that should not be considered as recommendations or personal advice. Everyone's financial situation is so different and you must use the information provided within the podcast at your own risk please complete your own due diligence before making any financial decisions based on the information within this resource. I'm not a qualified, registered or authorised financial advisor and if you require legal, financial or other expert advice, you should seek assistance from a professional advisor. Thanks guys.